In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a relationship theme that goes through all of our texts that we've heard this evening. When I think about relationships, I am taken all the way back to my studies as an undergrad. My major was family life ministry with a youth ministry concentration. I lived and breathed the psychology and sociology of families, dissecting and breaking down all the different parts. My senior project was on the integration of family systems theory within the context of youth ministry today. That was an impressive title, and I was sure I would get an A for even just spitting out such a fine title. Relationships and how people interact with one another is a major factor in this field of study. And while the sciences can help explain predictable patterns in how people interact with one another, God's Word tells us how He interacts with us. Our relationship with God changes how we interact with everyone in our lives. And so today we hear three different accounts of God interacting with man. In the Old Testament, we have the story of the prophet Samuel being called by God. God was calling Samuel in the evening, at night, but he didn't recognize it. He was set apart from a young age. In fact, he was a a gift by God to a mother who was previously barren when she made the promise that she would entrust her son to serving the Lord. But at this time, the understanding of his relationship with God was really only beginning. Instead, when Samuel hears God call him by name, Samuel dutifully reports to Eli. Eli is the uh, one who is over Samuel and teaching him in the ways of serving God's people. And over and over again, Samuel hears his name being called, and he doesn't recognize the voice, so he reports to Eli, assuming that his master is calling him. The wonderful thing that we see happening in this lesson is that Eli, the old priest, does know God. And while he is being pestered in his sleep by his young apprentice, he doesn't get mad. Eli is patient with Samuel and his exuberance. After a few times of being awoken, Eli realizes that Samuel is hearing God and gives him words to respond to God. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. It's a beautiful relationship. The old priest prepared the new prophet to listen to God and to respond faithfully. In our epistle lesson, Paul tells the Corinthian church that they need to flee from sexual immorality. And I suppose this topic doesn't seem like a relationship topic on the surface, but it truly is. Because sexuality is not gross or wrong. That is not why Paul is telling them to flee from this. But sexual immorality is something that we should flee because it 
sexuality is part of a bond between a husband and wife. It's integral to the relationships of married couples. The society around the Corinthian church did not understand this. They thought that anything goes as long as it makes me happy. Food for the stomach and stomach for the food, so they say. Fidelity to your spouse was not highly regarded because in that time and place you did whatever your heart told you to do and that was believed to be ideal. So men would run off to prostitutes and the women would accept it as boys being boys. And Paul says, this is wrong. Not only does sexual immorality tear apart your relationship with your spouse, he teaches that it also hurts your relationship with God because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And when we use our bodies in ways that are contrary to his design, we cause deep wounds within ourselves and others, and we take what God has joined together and separate it on a whim because of lust. Sexual sins are doubly dangerous because they hurt us and they also desecrate our bodies. Where, since baptism, the Holy Spirit dwells. It becomes clear in this text that God's relationship with us is deeply intertwined and deeply personal. In our third lesson of relationships, we see the calling of Philip and Nathaniel. Our gospel lesson recalls Jesus inviting both of these men into a relationship with him, a relationship of Lord and disciple, of rabbi and student, a relationship that I suppose in some ways we can relate to. Philip is called and responds to Jesus' calling by telling his friend Nathaniel. Jesus calls him too, even though Nathaniel has doubts, even though he knows Nathaniel makes a quip about him being from Nazareth. When Jesus greets him, Nathaniel questions, How do you know me? Jesus responds that he knew Nathaniel before Philip even spoke to him. This floored Nathaniel because he because what Jesus knew was miraculous. We probably don't think of it as that impressive of a miracle because, well, as Jesus said to Nathaniel, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. Jesus was not aiming for a slick way to recruit a new disciple. Instead, he was after a relationship. He wanted Nathaniel to see that he had always known him, even his faults and foibles, and Jesus still called him. In all three of these accounts, what is the relationship between God and man? God knows Samuel by name, and even though Samuel has not heard the Lord or known his word, God still calls out to him to equip him for his service as a prophet. The Holy Spirit dwells within us Christians so that even our bodies are united to God in a deep and abiding way. 
Jesus personally calls these men and reveals that he knows them. He's known them even before they met him. And he gladly called both of them to follow him just as he calls you and I today. Because God knows you. He has known you before you've even known his voice or what it sounded like. And the reason why we, the hearty few, gather here regularly is to hear his voice, to become more and more familiar with what God's voice sounds like. We follow in the footsteps of Eli and Samuel who are practicing to hear the word of God spoken to them, to hear his voice come into their lives and answer appropriately. Because as we hear God's word and tend our relationship with God, we will know when he calls us to action somewhere else. When we find him in a place that we're not expecting, we will have words of comfort to share with the hurting. We will be able to share that God already knows them even when they have no idea how much he could love somebody as wretched as them. This relationship with God is one that we have the joy of participating in together as the church. And tomorrow, I will be installed here as senior pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran. This is a calling that I do not take lightly. Within the very essence of this call... I know that God is giving me the task of proclaiming his word and administering his sacraments to you. I have been doing this for a while as associate, but now I've been called to do this for the time being alone. Your sole pastor, the person that you can call on in deep distress, the person that you can reach out to with great joy, The person who promises to be here regularly to share God's word with you. The person who will give you Christ's very body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. The person who will sit in his office and listen to your deepest, darkest sins. And let you know that even though you've fallen far, you are not out of God's reach. This means that At times I will have to correct you with his law, and at others I will console you with his gospel. I will lead us spiritually, not merely to the best of my ability, but by God's grace, growing together in our relationship with the Lord. Your prayers for me and my family are cherished. Your words of Correction are humbly accepted. Your loving actions of support are an example of what we're talking about today. The Holy Spirit is at work among us, among you, through you, the church, to remind me and all of us that God knows us and his love for us has been made very clear. Because he has come to us. 
He has taken on our sins. He has died in our place. And he has risen from the dead. And because of this good news, we know that our sins will not be the end of us. But a new, a new beginning is already working in us in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So when you hear God calling you in the years to come, as you hear his voice and become more familiar with it, I will join with you in saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Amen.